We are ready for all of the college basketball madness that's about to ensue for what? The next month or so. And the Kilquin conversation this time around with a former Billikens player instrumental in getting SLU to the NCAA. It was four years ago. SLU was the sixth seed at the Atlantic 10. And what did they do? They won four games in four days. They always talk about how tough it is to win four games in four days. Billikens did it. And again, as a sixth seed, got themselves into the NCAA tournament. It's the only time that's happened under Travis Ford at St. Louis U. And that's their math yet again. If they're going to get to the dance, they're going to have to run the table. Uh, won't have to win four games, but still going to have to win the A-10 tournament title. Got to cut those nets down if they want to hear their names called on Selection Sunday because it's a daunting task. I thought, let's get Tremaine Isabel on the show. He was the most outstanding player of the Atlantic 10 tournament four years ago when the Bills made that run, beat Richmond. Then they beat Dayton, who was the number three seed. Davidson was the two seed. They blew them out in the semifinals. And then the nail-biter against the Bonnies of St. Bonaventure, they were the four seed. Billikens made that run after a 10-8 and regular season in conference, but won the four games in Brooklyn to get to the NCAA. And Tremaine Isabel, interesting story because he started at Mizzou, recruited during the Frank Haith era, and then ended up playing for Kim Anderson for a couple of seasons. And we know those were... Well, not a lot of fun for Mizzou players, their fans, really for anyone. He left, went to Drexel for a year, played really well at Drexel, and then ends up at SLU, the rare Mizzou-SLU combo, although we see it this year with Javon Pickett. It turns out the connection was Corey Tate, who was on the Kim Anderson staff and is on the Travis Ford staff. Tremaine Isabel, after leaving the Billikens, played overseas. So our visit talks a little bit about life overseas, playing uh, after college basketball, playing pro ball in some uh, exotic locales. But also his thoughts on winning a tournament, what it takes to have a run like they did four years ago, what he remembers about that weekend. And as you recall, he heated up late in the year, scored 39 points on senior night at Chaffetz. So it wasn't entirely out of nowhere that he was red hot when they got to Brooklyn. He was heating up down the stretch and, again, had a big weekend as they punched their ticket to the NCAA. Tremaine Isabel, his thoughts on Travis Ford, on playing for the Billikens, and why SLU and Mizzou aren't playing regularly. He's out of the Seattle, Washington area, and he is our guest on the Kilcoin Conversation. Coming to you, as always, from the Pasta House Studios. Kids eat free on Sundays. You know all about that catering available they're also hiring pastahouse.com is where you can find out about the menu the catering the jobs all of it one spot pastahouse.com and our longtime sponsors appliance discounters b&g tuck pointing marie de villa senior living and of course appliance discounters the appliance discounters.com is the website where you can pick out your merchandise you'll see the lowest prices on the biggest names. That's been their model for a long time. Get some GE rebates, General Electric, washer, dryer, stove, refrigerator, maybe an entire kitchen. They can outfit you with the lowest prices at Appliance Discounters. Theappliancediscounters.com, where their savings are your savings. Triad Bank is the neighborhood-friendly bank. They're in Frontenac on Clayton Road. Second location now on Olive, just west of 270. If you're a business owner looking to expand, make sure you talk to my friends at Triad Bank on the web at triadbanking.com. B&G Tuck Pointing, they are the best in the bricks. 
If you need some tuck pointing done on the home, the business, garage, chimney, make it look new again, get an estimate at 363-0525, 314-363-0525, or bgtuckpointing.com. Also do waterproofing and foundation repair, bgtuckpointing.com. And Marie de Villa Senior Living, maybe if the Billikens make a run, we'll get them to put the fountains, let's go blue. They do the fountains in red when the Cardinals are in the playoffs, they've They've done fountains for the Blues in recent playoff years. We might have to might have to alter that this season based on the current state of hockey in St. Louis. But maybe if the Billikens make a run, I can talk Fred and Mary Kay into turning the fountains blue for them. They're so festive. It's not just a place to enjoy your retirement years, but really a place to gather with friends. There's always events going on out there. The giant Christmas tree. Festive is the best word I can think of when I talk about all of the amenities there. Senior living. Assisted Living Villa Estates, mariedevilla.com is where you can take a virtual tour. Here it is, the visit with the former Billiken, the former Missouri Tiger, Tremaine Isabel. Well, Tremaine, I looked it up. You were playing some ball in Germany, Croatia, Cyprus. It's kind of fun when we follow players at Mizzou and SLU, and in your case, both Mizzou and SLU, and then see where they end up, basketball, where it takes them. Uh, Tell our audience a little bit about your basketball travels and where you've been playing. Been all over the place, you know. I have, uh, you know, it's really tested my, my love for the game. So no one could ever doubt that. You know, I played. I started uh, my career doing summer league with the Clippers, and then after that, I went to Antwerp, Belgium. Uh, I pulled my hamstring uh, pretty badly, so then they sent me to uh, Hungary for a little bit, and then uh, I hurt my hamstring again. So I went back home, and uh, I finished that season in Cyprus. After Cyprus, I went to – look, I'm almost losing track. I've been all over the place. We've got to pull out your passport at this point, Jack. Oh, yeah. I, I had an amazing passport, but funny enough, I lost it uh, like four months ago, so I lost all my stamps. So. Oh, <laughs> So how does how, I've always wondered though, how do you end up in all these? Is there an agent who knows all the GMs over there? Like how? Because you end like all these teams, teams and locations sound kind of random when you think of basketball. How do you end up there? Yeah. So basically, what happens is, is uh, you know, uh, an easy way to put it is it's kind of like you know, it's kind of like real estate almost. You know, you have these agents who know, you know, people who are looking for certain things, and they have these connections uh, overseas and they, part, and they partner. So there would be, like, agencies in, you know, say, Germany. And they were, and my agent would have a connection with another agent. And long story short, they would split whatever profit that, that you know, they get off my contract. And uh, nine times out of ten, you'll never meet the, uh, you know, the European, the European agent. But uh, that's kind of how that works. It's kind of fun, though, I mean, to see the world a little bit. I mean, the rest of us have never been to Hungary, most of us, I should say, and Antwerp, Belgium. I mean, is it kind of fun getting to see these places? Oh, it's amazing. It is amazing. You know, I never had left the country before I played professional basketball. So, you know, actually eating a Belgian waffle was, you know, was there. In Belgium, yeah. <laughs> you know, I went to a restaurant, I asked for French fries, and, you know, they got offended. I was, you know, what's wrong? They said, oh, no, like, we created French fries. They're called Belgian fries. So, oh, wow. wow. <laughs> you know, well, how about, tre- that. that would have been, Tremaine Isabel goes to Belgium and creates international incident over fries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, my favorite place is Croatia. By far, I love Croatia. Uh, it was just so beautiful. The food was so good. You know, I had such a good time, and it was during COVID, which is weird because, you know, I didn't get to actually experience it, and that's what all my teammates were saying, but for what I did see and did get to do, it was, it was really it was really nice. What's the level of basketball, would you say? Like, higher than A-10, higher than NCAA, or similar? Uh, my, you know, this this conversation comes up a lot, you know, especially with, like, the NBA guys. And I truly believe that there's nothing harder than making the NBA. I mean, I feel like we all know that, the percentages say that. But, you know, European basketball is only hard because it's, like, grown men playing with college basketball rules. You know what I mean? So it's a lot more physical. The guys are 30 years old, 32. You know, they've been over there for a long time. Uh, you know, and, and the scoring is a lot lower. It's a, less, it's a slower-paced game because there's, there's a lot more passing involved and, you know, a lot more plays and whatnot. So I think that's what gets lost in the shuffle with this conversation. Every once in a while, too, we hear stories, guys who played overseas, that it got crazy or they were throwing bottles. I think some places in Italy they had fences. I forget some of the stories who's told them over the years, but any crazy or weird story from your time over there? Uh, yeah, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> They're all crazy and weird. Here goes, here goes, here goes, here goes the story. So I was playing uh, Macedonia, and it was right after COVID, and we had, they weren't sure if they were going to have their, you know, a lot of these clubs didn't know if they were going to have have their biggest sponsors or not. What was, no one knew it was going to happen, with, you know, after COVID, you know. And uh, they lost their biggest sponsor. So my agent wanted me, I wanted to go back home. My agent wanted me to just stay in shape and stay close in Europe so I could get another gig. So I was basically like a rental for like two weeks in Kosovo. <laughs> and I played in Kosovo for two weeks. And when I was in, after I was in Kosovo, the Croatian team contacted my agent and said, hey, like, we need him. We want to sign him ASAP, but he needs to be here in 24 hours. <laughs> if you remember COVID, you needed a COVID test. You needed all this stuff. And long story short, the only way I could get there is if I took a taxi from Kosovo all the way to Croatia. So I took a 17-hour taxi ride. 17-hour taxi? I hope the team paid for the bill. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went through Montenegro. Uh, it, 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 was, it, it was definitely an experience. Uh, but... That that's definitely probably the craziest thing that's happened to me. Will you be going back over? Are you going to play again overseas? Uh, right now I'm just work. I'm working uh, doing like business development for my family's company, uh, Bob Sports. I uh, injured my knee last year in Germany, so I'm rehabbing it and uh, you know trying to get in the best shape possible. And uh, I probably will end up going back overseas, but right now I'm just kind of just focused on. This is my first time being home. Since 2014, you know, when I left high school, I went straight to Mizzou, and then whatever, and then after college, I went straight overseas. So this is the first time I've like spent, you know, Christmas with my family in like eight years. Wow. You know, so it's kind, of, so it's kind of, kind of a, a, a different transition, not playing basketball, but I definitely miss it, and you know, I definitely will will, will uh, look at those opportunities when, when the time comes. Now, were you recruited? I should know this, but were you recruited by Haith, Frank Haith, to come to Mizzou? No, no, I was recruited by Tim Fuller, who was left over from Hayes, uh, Hayes staff when, when Hayes got fired um, or left. I don't know what happened with that, but 
Tim Fuller was an assistant coach who I came from Louisville to Mizzou with Hayes, and then when Hayes left, Fuller stayed, and uh, that, that's how that happened. Okay, so it was the Hayes group. He, I think he left on his own. I don't know what was going on behind the yeah. scenes, but he took the Tulsa gig in like spring of '14. Uh, so then you uh-huh. played for Kim Anderson for two years, and everybody knows Kim's a great guy, but those were some tough seasons to be a Tiger, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, those are, those are definitely the hardest years of my life, you know, like, uh, for sure. Just, you know, being in a different state, being from Seattle and coming to Columbia, Missouri, you know, and just not winning and just, uh, you know, it, it definitely uh, was, a, was, a, was a huge part of my career, for sure. And then you transfer over to Drexel, but you had to sit out, right? And now these kids, they switch schools like every other day. You got to be mad about the, the rule change. You had to sit a year at Drexel. Yeah, exactly. So I, I def, yeah, I had to sit out a year at Drexel, and you know, it's amazing that kids, you know, don't, you know, have to experience that. I mean, that's such a, I mean, that's three hundred sixty-five days. That's a big, the big, the big time, and that's a lot of time. And in my case, you know, it almost felt like I hadn't played, I hadn't like made a major impact on a on a game in three years, you know, because I played like 14 minutes or whatever at Mizzou, and it, you know, for two years. So I, it was like my first time really able to like put my imprint on a team, on a program, on a game, and uh, I was really excited for that opportunity, and you know, they 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 gave me that opportunity and. You know, I ended up at St. Louis. Yeah, and how did that happen? Yeah, and so nowadays, so you had a Mizzou, Drexel, SLU. That's very standard now. When you look at kids, they play a lot of different places. Back then, which is not that long ago, but not as likely to have happened, how did you end up with the Billigans for that final year? So Corey Tate was my assistant coach while I was at Mizzou for one year. So Big, big old Corey Tate. Oh, yeah, always laughing, always smiling. My guy, I love Corey. You know, he, he he was one of the bright, one of my one of my mentors and bright spots that I had at, at, while I was at Mizzou. You know, he always kept in touch with me. And uh, when I was leaving Drexel, I had offers from Louisville and you know, you know, you know, major Power Five conferences. And uh, I was actually going to commit to Xavier, and I texted, I think I texted or called for. And told him, I was like, you know, like, I appreciate you guys recruiting me. I'm going to Xavier, though. And long story short, he called me instantly, and we talked for about two hours. And I literally just changed my mind on the spot and uh, ended up at St. Louis. You know, I, 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 you know, to this day, you know, I've had, you know, upwards of 30 coaches in my lifetime. <laughs> it was just crazy. And uh, Ford's at the top of the list, 100%. You know, he's such a great coach. I respect his basketball mind, and I, and I respect him just being a, a genuine person in a business that, that is not so common. I, don't, I, I necessarily don't understand if people know that. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to really not just be, like, a, a talking head. Like, he is himself, and he says what he's going to do, and he does it. And he is, you know, I mean, you guys see him out there. He might be a half course because he's, like, he's like a sixth player. <laughs> well, I think he thinks he could still play, but well, you're, to your point, I think there's a, and we all know it, but it doesn't get said a lot. There's just a lot of phonies. I mean, there's a lot of yeah, yeah. the guys who give the great sound bites on TV, then behind the scenes they're just an asshole. I mean, it's like every kid, and the kids always know it. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. So do you or, would you I follow? It, yeah. Do you keep tabs on either Mizzou or SLU at this point, or you keep keep up with their uh, outcome? Of course, yeah, definitely. I, I actually just I was talking to Coach Tate maybe probably about four weeks ago. Now we talked on the phone for about four hours, and uh, I, I watch every game. You know, tough loss against Richmond. You know, I, I, I pay attention. I, I'm really happy to see Mizzou look good. You know, uh, that, that Dennis Gates guy. He, he he, he clearly is a good coach. I, you know, I, I pitch this what they got going on over there. Uh, but, no, yeah, I, I watch all these games. I, you know, I just, I just love basketball, so it's not that big of a deal. Well, and we're thinking about you because SLU's path this year to get to the NCAA tournament, they're going to have to win the Atlantic 10 conference postseason. It, it's been talked about for a while. Now it's more clear than ever. So four years ago, you guys walked in there. You're the sixth seed. So had a decent year, like ten and eight in the Atlantic Ten. But to get to the NCAA, you guys had to win the four games in four days. You heated up at the right time. Uh, I had to remind myself, but I would. But you beat Richmond in the opening yeah. game, and that was kind of tight. You beat Dayton by nine. You blew out Davidson in the semifinal, and then a real tight game with Bonaventure. Uh, we could walk through some of these, but what do you remember about that weekend in general? Was it a blur, quote-unquote, or were you feeling it? Take me back to that weekend. Well, it wasn't even the weekend. I think it was a couple of weeks before that uh, where I really started to get going. I think the first game I started to get going was against, I think I had like 20 points versus LaSalle because uh, I was asleep but the first two-thirds of the season. like I was really just in a just in a you know, shooting slump, whatever you want to call it. I uh, just didn't understand the offense. Uh, a lot of issues we had on my team, this current team doesn't have. You know, they, they've played with each other for years. You know, they know each other. And uh, I just had a, uh, an awakening versus LaSalle. And after I played really good, Coach Tate and Coach Ford were just hyping me up, hyping me up, and just saying, like, you know, that's exactly what we've been waiting on. Because personally, I'm like, I'm an overthinker, so... I was just overthinking, you know, the plays, and I didn't know that I had as much freedom <laughs> that he was giving me. So uh, I ended up taking it and played well. And then my senior night, I had like 40 points or 39 points on senior night. And I think that was when I was like, oh, okay, I'm really rolling. And that was right before the 8-10 tournament. And when we got to the 8-10 tournament, I, my confidence was just so high. And I think my, my teammates' confidence, you know, their confidence was high. And I think it just all gelled at the right time. And how about that emotional weekend? I mean, also, you're probably – do you get physically tired? They say that's the hardest part is you got to win four games in four days. But I would think the yeah. adrenaline kicks in at some point. Yeah, the adrenaline kicks in, you know, especially as a senior. You know, it's your last go-round. You know, it, it, I didn't want to let Coach Ford and, and Coach Tate down. That was really what it was was about because, you know, they, they really took – they really gave me an opportunity, and I, and, I, and I wanted to do my part, you know, for those guys. And, uh, you know, I think this team can really do it. It's, you know, this team this year, we got all the pieces we need. I, I just truly believe we need just like just, 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 just 10%. We need an extra 10%. I don't know where it's going to come from. Maybe it's Yuri getting, you know, I would say one less assist and four more points. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, you know, Jimerson, he can shoot. Oh, my God, I wish I played with him. He, <laughs> he doesn't He doesn't miss. 
You know, we got Okoro, he's a hard rebounder, hard finisher. It's just, I feel like we have these lapses in the game, like three minutes on offense, where, you know, we just can't score. And that's, and that's normal, you know? So I feel like if guys just don't lose confidence and they, and they stay, you know, confident in themselves and what the goal is, like they can actually do it. They are so, they are such a good team, but it's easy to listen to the outsiders. It's easy to, you know, believe in the naysayers, and, and I just don't want that to happen. Well, and as you rattle all that off, I'm thinking, yes, that's exactly why we thought they'd win the A-10. That's why we thought they'd be having an easy path instead of having to go to Brooklyn and winning four straight. What's the moment like when you guys realized you finished, you had to wait for the final shot not to go in for Bonaventure? When you know you did it, you pulled it off. What was that moment like? It was amazing. Like, it was the best feeling I've had as a basketball player like in my life. And Coach Ford said, you know, it's crazy. Like, when you're in those moments and you're listening to your coach and, like, you're listening, but you're not really realizing, you're not, you're not really realizing what they're saying is, like, going to actually stick with you forever. And I remember Coach Ford always saying, he's like, these are the moments that you guys are never going to forget. These are the moments. He was like, like, I don't care if you guys go to the NBA, if you guys go overseas, wherever you guys go, like, these are the moments that are going to stick with you forever. So, do your best to make it a good, you know, a good feeling. You know what I mean? And that feeling was when, when I saw how happy Hassan was, just how, uh, you know, Lil Ford, man, let's just see Lil Ford, man. I, I, those, are, those are the things that I, I remember like how happy everyone was because we had worked so hard. Had, that team had been through so much. Guys getting hurt, guys leaving the program, you know. And Coach Ford, like we see his work ethic. Like he really is. He doesn't sleep. He's the first guy in the gym. He's the last guy to leave. He's he'll get shots up with you. He, you know, he, he he's everywhere. And, and, and I think we all felt like we had to, you know. Do it for Coach Ford, you know, and, and, that's, and I think that's why we all felt so good. Before Javon Pickett, we had Tremaine Isabel playing at Mizzou, and then Slew. You two guys got to lead the trip. We need these two programs to play each other. This is crazy. Slew and Mizzou. I'm a Marquette guy. Marquette and Wisconsin play every year. Let's let's make it happen. I'm going to get you leading this charge with me. We'll get Pickett on board. Guys who played at both schools can step up and say, "Let's do it." What is that about? I honestly, you know, I'm from Seattle, so I never understood why that doesn't happen. It doesn't make sense to me. I think SLU wants to do it. They're almost officially on record with that. They want to do it, and Mizzou just kind of says, nah, we're good. We play Illinois. We've already got that game. That's enough. And I don't know what – maybe it's some powerful boosters who just say – but my thing has always been, let's say Mizzou and SLU played every year, and every once in a while, yeah. SLU won. Who cares? It doesn't yeah. mean kids won't go to Mizzou. It doesn't change the trajectory of the program. I – I don't. I, I think Mizzou people think they're that Slew's a little beneath them, and if they play them and lose, it's horrifying. I'm like, oh, who cares? It's fine. Like, it's I, mean, just... I mean, my first game at Mizzou, we played Kansas City, uh, Jack, Jack, Jack Rabbits or whatever, and we lost. Right. <laughs> yeah, UM, oh, UMKC probably. Yep. Yeah, you, yeah, we, we played University of Missouri, Kansas City at Mizzou. We lost at home. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it can happen, but it's just. That's basketball, you know. You right. You got. You got. You, I think you got to do it. Those are two great programs. You know, super professional. Mizzou's amazing. You know, the facilities are amazing. St. Louis is amazing. 
you know, Chris Mang, those guys do a, a terrific job. I just think that would be a great thing for the fans. I think that would, that's like that, that's bigger than the universities. I think that would be great for the state. You know, but who am I? You know, <laughs> yeah. hey, I, I'm going to clip that off and send it over to the AD at Mizzou and the AD at SLU. Chris Mang, say we got this rolling. <laughs> and the next time I'm in Seattle, we're going to go to Pike's Place Market. Uh, we'll go down to Pioneer Square. We'll go to a Seahawks game. We'll eat some salmon. Oh. We'll go up to Mount oh, Rainier. Okay. Well, I, my dad used to live in Seattle, so I know he lived in the Ballard area. I could get. I could go down a whole rabbit the hole. Lock. The you, lock. And then you take the. You could take the ferry over to uh, Victoria, BC. That's a good. If you, if you got your uh, girlfriend, your da- you take her there for a little day trip to Victoria, British Island. Uh, uh, I got it well, all you're, done. You're smooth, boy. You're smooth. Boy. You know. <laughs> Uh, hey, Tremaine, great to catch up. Best of luck to you, and uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you so much. And that was an unsolicited plug for Travis Ford. Uh, and Tremaine's a guy who played for a number of different coaches, traveled around, has played a lot of ball. And as we uh, record this, Chris May has been telling reporters, Stu Durando, the Post-Dispatch, that Travis Ford is not going anywhere. Some folks upset that this season wasn't a special year, as many expected. Also hasn't been a bust, but... Going into this A-10 tournament, certainly some folks are a little bit disappointed, but Chris May uh, seems to be in agreement with what Tremaine Isabel was saying, his experience with the Billikens head coach, Travis Ford. What an interesting life, too, just traveling around all these different countries, and they're shipping you around, taking a cab for 17 hours. you got to love ball, and if you get the chance, a young guy, to see the world, why not? I really enjoyed that visit. He's a, is a sharp guy, Jermaine Isabel, and maybe we'll get him back for a – when Mizzou and SLU start playing each other regularly, we'll do a little tip at half court. We'll have Javon Pickett and Jermaine Isabel tip it up. Fun to talk a little basketball this time of year. The Kilcoin Conversation from the Pasta House Studios. Pastahouse.com is their website. If you've got the kids on the run, you don't have time to cook, get those meals to go. Feeding a family of four, it's all selected items and – Want to go a little a la carte, get some cheese bread, or just enjoy a great salad. Pasta House, such a great spot. If you haven't been, it's time to get back to your neighborhood pasta house. B&G Tuck Pointing, this time of year, a lot of rain. If you're having waterproofing issues, don't be fooled by the name BG Tuck Pointing because they also do waterproofing and foundation repair. 363-0525-314-363-0525. Marie de Villa Senior Living. Corner of Clayton and Wideman Road, 60-acre campus. Beautiful spot in West County for your retirement years. At Triad Bank, whatever your banking needs are, go to the folks who are based right here in St. Louis. Based here since 2005. I always say neighborhood-friendly bank. Find out for yourself what it's like to have a bank who's actually glad to have you there. Hard to believe that that doesn't exist with some of these other banks, especially these big corporate banks. It's just a totally different feel at Triad Bank. And appliance discounters, not only great deals on appliances, but also a wonderful service team. Any repairs you need, theappliancediscounters.com. My guy, Sean, will come out and fix just about what well, fixes any appliance. So far, we've tested that knowledge at the Gilquin House. Sean does a great job on the repair team, among the many great services from appliance discounters. That'll do it for the Kilcoin Conversation. I'm Martin Kilcoin. Thanks for tuning in.